薄いのはほ
stands out above other series? What I really admire about this series is that it really does focus on the one-sided love. I feel like other shoujo manga, it's not really always about that one-sided love. So I do have to admit that I like that aspect of this manga. Also, a lot of the characters, I really love the characters, which we'll definitely get to talk about those. But (laughs) I just... The characters were lovely, and I just love that whole concept of one-sided love because I don't see that quite often in manga. So that was one thing I admired. <laughs> yeah, and I also I really appreciate shoujo manga that like focuses on friendship more than other things. Oh, that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I really appreciated the focus on like Ando and Ren's friendship. They are the two Absolutely. sexy men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, I see I'm gonna mess up Ninako's name a lot I'm I'm not gonna say it as nice as you did when you were reading the summary but yeah you know she has a whole gaggle of friends that are all really nice and I'm like yay that's the type of pleasantness I'm here for exactly and and this is actually like that's I feel like a common theme with Sakisaka Io's works because also Aoharu Ride I don't know if you've read that one yet or watched the anime it's similar in the sense where there's a lot of friendship mm-hmm. as well in Aoharu Ride. So if you haven't read that manga yet, I would definitely try that one too because there's definitely similar themes going on between the two stories. Yeah, I actually haven't read it yet. and But then I was like, oh, there is an anime. It's only 12 episodes. I should watch the anime. That's probably Go what I'll it. do in like the Go next for week. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and I guess in my mind I was, you know, at least uh, Sayuri – Reminded me a uh-huh. lot of Yano from Kimini Todoke. I don't know if you've yes, better watched uh-huh. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I was kind of like, uh-huh. okay, I can see the Kimini Todoke uh, influences here. Um, and actually, my my last recording was about We Were There by Yuki Obata. Ah, uh-huh. And the person that I did it with was like, I feel like Saki Saka is a is very influenced by Obata, and I was like, I could I could see that, yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, I would love to read that too. <laughs> yeah, We Were There is definitely more um, dramatic <laughs> than this. Uh-oh. But uh, <laughs> I can definitely see the the softer influences and the influences in the art. I feel like in the faces in particular, in the eyes. There's some overlap Oh, wow. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds cool. <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess before we go into more big spoilers, I just wanted to clarify where people could read Strobe Edge. Um, because it is currently published by Viz Media's Shoujo Beatline, in North America at least. I, I can't speak for other countries. Um, so you can buy it digitally and in print. Even It's still in print, even though it's, it's kind of like, it's like five years old at this point. It's, it's getting it up is. there. I know, that's why I'm like, ugh, even this makes me feel old. <laughs> so sad. And my normal, norm, my normal, uh, my normal... <laughs> warning that you know I, I might have a slight conflict of interest because my romantic partner does work at viz he makes their digital apps but i did not ah. read this digitally i i read this from library copies so whatever <laughs> <laughs> not helping him there i guess <laughs> well the digital manga is really good i have to admit the the viz app for manga is pretty good so i gotta i gotta mention that <laughs> there we go see endorsement of my my boyfriend's yes. apps yay <laughs> um so yeah so let's like 
dive in real hard to Strobedge. Still the best name of a manga. I'm really I'm really gonna push that that's the best name I of a manga. I love it. I think it's so cool, right? I know. Well, okay, I'm gonna I guess we can do this first, but I'm gonna be honest that when I picked it up I was like, oh yeah, it's probably gonna be about like disco or something. <laughs> and it's totally it's definitely not that. <laughs> Far from it, right? Far from it, which made me a little bit sad, but, you know, I got over it, I guess. (laughs) Um, But I am really into EDM, so, you know, I was like, ooh, that would be cool. Yeah, EDM manga when? (laughs) Well, I mean, there is... I'm going to throw this plug in here because I really do love this manga. (laughs) There is After Hours, which there's only one volume right now, but it is a Yuri manga about two girls who are a DJ and a VJ, and I'm like, what? that is so good. You got to go read it, Alyssa. Go I've read it. I've never heard of that. That sounds oh, awesome. Oh, gosh, it's great. <laughs> it's <laughs> amazing. I'm like, this is all I ever wanted in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, anyway, so <laughs> if you are, you know, curious where the name Strobe Edge comes from, because it is kind of a weird name, too. Yeah. Um, Sakisaka does in a column from volume 8, chapter 27. I'll just read it so that we don't, you know, misinterpret her words at all. Yeah. (laughs) It was, I started out looking for a word that would describe the sensation of being in love. What came to mind was the strong flash of light in photography, strobe light. It seemed like a good image of that powerful, bright, and sometimes stabbing sensation of being in love. And then for that strobe to pierce the heart, it had to be sharp, right? So I added the word edge with all of its meanings, blade, rim, end. I felt like it was perfect to describe that feeling of being cut into, as well as how instantaneously the feeling can strike you. That's why I think it's the perfect title. It summons up an image of a bright, intense moment. And I was like, okay, that's a little bit of a weird <laughs> explanation. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's safe to say that we uh, agree that this is a perfect title. Oh, yeah, de- definitely, yes. <laughs> 100%. It's, it's great. great title. Right, all right, so now now we can go back and talk about real things, like main characters and their struggles. So I always I always struggle with whether we should start with, you know, the schmucky characters first, but nobody cares about them. So we'll just we'll just go right into main character Nanako. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um so is she your favorite character? What do you love about Nanako? How would you describe her struggle? Well, Ninako I really like her personality because she's so vibrant like the the plot said she really is a vibrant character and she kind of doesn't know what she wants at times and you know she's kind of I wouldn't say she's shy but she doesn't know how she feels towards Ren and even though it slowly develops into a love kind of feeling she is kind of oblivious at times I feel like (laughs) <laughs> a lot of times in the manga, it's like, how do you not realize these things? Like, she's kind of oblivious to what's going on around her when it comes to Ren, when it comes to Ando, when it comes to Daiki. It comes to. It, she yeah, just, she doesn't know what flirting is, apparently. I don't know. She absolutely does. <laughs> so that drove me kind of crazy at times because I'm like, really? It's right in front of your face and you, <laughs> you can't tell? So I think that would that's one of her struggles is that she's really oblivious but also (laughs) um, the whole thing of how it is a one-sided love and she you know it's kind of sad because a lot of times she she's like it's so painful and there's a lot of times on the pages where she's just saying it's so painful it hurts so much 
and to see her struggle to see this happy character struggle with her feelings and just deal with that pain with this one-sided love is so sad because she's, she's such a fun character and you don't want her to feel that way but she does because she's like i have these feelings but what do i do with them so i really liked her as a character and i liked seeing the progression of her character through this manga. We definitely, <laughs> there's a lot that happens in the span of 10 volumes. Nanako is definitely, I think what the struggle for me was, I mean, obviously she's oblivious and I'm like, yes, Ren is flirting with you. You think it yeah. in your mind and then you're like, no, nah, that can't be true. And I'm like, no, nah, it's definitely just, it's true. It's That's what he's doing. Right. But also just, even with the one-sided love, like nobody, this is my one big annoyance which I don't have many this is just the one big one uh-huh. was that she's like oh Ren has a girlfriend therefore he's always unavailable to me and I'm not, I definitely don't advocate people like trying to steal somebody's partner or like <laughs> flirting with somebody's partner like you should not do that right. but like it kind of annoyed me that the thought never crossed her mind that they would break up I'm like y'all are in high school like calm down <laughs> you know right yeah right it's true and so I was just kind of like, I, I feel like your friends would bring this up sooner because Sayuri eventually does bring up mildly because of what has happened in her past. That she's right. like, well, they, they could break up or whatever. Somebody could, like, you could steal him. And I'm like, okay, that's a bad suggestion. But yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a reality that could happen, I suppose. <laughs> right. I, I think it, it's funny because one of the pages when I was reading, it's like, oh, well, I'm just 16. And I was like, it kind of like. You're like, yes, you're just 16. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you're just 16. I'm like, these are kids. And at that moment, they think that their relationship or, you know, it, is everything. And they think that that's it. So it's like, that's how Minako is. It's like, she knows that he's in a relationship and she's like, I'm just going to keep suffering. There's no other there's no other way around it like she doesn't see anybody else because right now her eyes are just on this one person so yeah I see what you mean (laughs) yeah exactly I was like but he could become available and that's that's kind of why I did like Mayuka struggle who Mayuka is uh Ren's actual current girlfriend at the beginning of the manga and you know her struggle is that she feels very badly because her parents have broken up and she's like no I don't understand why like and at one point she kind of is like if this wasn't going to work out forever I don't understand why you did it in the first place Uh and then I I like eventually that her father says you know the feelings that I had in the past were all genuine and like we shouldn't have not done this like I still love you like I loved your mom Uh it's fine I was like thank you for acknowledging that very adult reality (laughs) Exactly. Uh-huh. Because I feel like, yeah, a lot of stories, you know, miss that it's kind of like feelings in the moment matter a lot. Like they are very real, but they can, they change. Like the, the, what happened in that moment doesn't change over time, but just your general feelings will change over time. And I'm like, thank you, manga. I really appreciate this character progression of Mayuka yes. coming to realize <laughs> that she has changed. And I was like, great. Right, because there's actually, I think there was a chapter, like a bonus chapter with Mayuka and Ren. And you definitely see how she changes. So uh, that was just something I wanted to mention. <laughs> it, was, it was a really uh, interesting 
concept to see how she changed from that bonus chapter and then you see how she changes and how she matures but we'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> well we can talk about Mayuka if she's come up naturally so I mean just yeah I, I was very curious about the I'm always curious about the breakdown of bonus chapters in manga uh-huh. I feel like I didn't notice this before, but I'm like, there's so much stuff that gets relegated to bonus chapters that's like yes. kind of important to plot. I'm like, I don't understand why this is a bonus chapter, but okay, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, no, that bonus chapter really showed how Maika and Ren like started going out and how they met each other and how she had just started modeling at that time. And you see how she just kind of wants approval, I guess you could say. Yeah. And she wants she wants approval for Ren, and he's like, "Oh, why are you doing this? Why, why are you losing weight for this? Aren't you putting too much work into this?" And it's like it shows that he really liked her even before she was a model. And so I really liked seeing that little chapter, and then seeing how she progresses in the manga because eventually she gets her own wings. So it's you see how she is kind of dependent on others, you know, their thoughts. And then she slowly ends up going on her own. And I just love that about her. She was actually one of my favorite characters in this manga. Oh, interesting. Because I think I definitely misremembered things from her plotline rereading it. What I had remembered, I was like, oh, yeah, like Mayuka and Nanako meet. And then like they get into some sort of like I really thought that they got into some sort of catty fight and that like. I remember not liking Mayuka because I did, like, didn't get her struggles. And then rereading it this time, I was like, that one, they don't get into a catty fight. That does not happen. Yeah. Uh, two, I was like, mm, I still struggle a little bit with her thought process because, but mostly because that's not how I would think. But right. like rereading mm-hmm. it, I was like, okay, I, I feel you. I feel you more this time, Mayuka. Like, I get, I get where you're coming from, I think. Let, let me say the the bonus chapter definitely helps. <laughs> it's in favor of her character for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's one of the great things about this manga is that you know, Sakisaka at some point in a column had been like, "I'm writing this story that has no bad guy," and I was like, "Is that true? Like, did I come out of this story thinking?" Because I definitely <laughs> my lingering feeling about Mayuka apparently was that she was kind of like, Bleh. <laughs> but then I was yeah. like, "No, none of these people are bad," and. They're all great, and I feel for their pain, and I love them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Me too. Uh, but I guess we should talk about the object of Ninako's and Mayuka's desire. Of course. Ren. I, I feel like I have mixed feelings about Ren, personally. Because oh, me he's, too. <laughs> he's kind of bland, right? Or, like, he, he's, like, he too nice. There's something weird about Ren. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't, how do you feel about that? You know, he is too nice. And because he is too nice, he doesn't go after what his heart wants. And that's what makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And his niceness is in the form of like him going out of his way to like tell little white lies all the time. And I'm like, that's, is that good? I don't, I don't think that's exactly. good. Uh-huh. Ugh. But, uh, you know, he's he's hot. He's definitely hot, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's a good-looking character for sure. <laughs> or unless maybe Ando's more your speed. I don't know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, Ren is, like, a stylish, very nice man. He's definitely some sort of weird male ideal that I'm 
pretty sure does not exist. Right, it's true. <laughs> or, you know, is very, very rare. <laughs> you know what I found really fascinating? There's, at the school, there are a bunch of other girls that are obviously, you know, in love with Ren as well. And there, there's this part in the manga where they kind of don't defend Ren, where they're like, oh, he's probably just making fun of us behind our backs. And I was mm. like, I thought that was kind of strange because usually it's like, oh, girls don't usually say that kind of thing. They're like, oh, maybe he's in love with me or no, he's in love with me. But no, they're kind of like, okay, this guy is just making fun of us behind our backs. And oh, I thought yeah, that was his, like, whoa. His whole like rejected club or whatever. Yeah, rejected club. Because yeah. they're all like, oh, he dates a model. So he must think that we're not good enough for him. Right. <laughs> and it's clearly used to demonstrate that they don't actually know Ren and they that don't. they've they've turned which they yeah, true. It, they don't and they've like immediately turned on him even though he used to be the object of their desire, which like Exactly doesn't uh-huh. fully make sense, but sure. Right? That's that's what I thought was so weird. I was like, But don't you love this guy? Like why are you like why are you bad mouthing him now? <laughs> I know it's and, like, you can see the seeds of why they might think those things if they don't know him, because he's just kind of a quiet dude. And, I mean, that makes sense. You kind of naturally think people are worse than they are, probably, rather than thinking that they're uh-huh. nicer than they are, but... True. Uh-huh. I was just kind of like, Rin, can you find a personality, though? Like, I don't know. No, it's true. He He definitely needed more of a personality, and I think that if he had more of a personality... Maybe those girls wouldn't be saying things like that. But um, the thing no. is, like, I feel like he could have more of a personality, like, I forgot his name, from Kimi Ni Todoke. What's his name? Oh, <laughs> what is his name? Yes. Kasehaya. So you see how Kasehaya has that likable personality. He's able to talk to everybody. He's friends with everybody. And he's cute, too. So it's like, I feel like Ren should have had that personality as well. Because, you know, he <laughs> he is admired by so many people but he doesn't have that personality to go with it and he's just kind of like a bland kind of character so i wish he would have had more of an outgoing personality or more friendly so that people are like hey you know not only does he look good but he has a great personality to match with it basically yeah and i mean kazehaya at least too also has like a like, I don't think Ren ever fully develops a darker edge, but, you know, in Kimi Todoke, <laughs> we get, like, backstory about his family, and, like, he doesn't like his dad oh, yeah. and whatever. I don't want to spoil too much about that, but, like, you know, <laughs> just generally, like, there's other things that happen there where you're like, all right. And uh, I do remember Sakisaka at some point mentioned that she was like, I wanted Ren to have, like, a weird older brother <laughs> oh. who was, like, scraggly and unshaven and like world worldly and like all these things but yeah it was in her like random trivia about strobedge towards the very end she was like here were things that were scrapped and or whatever i would have liked to see that that would have been funny (laughs) i know right we don't get to see parents are definitely kind of a non-existent thing in this aside from mayuka and daiki's parents i guess and we get like two Uh scenes with nanako's mom or something right Mm -hmm. and she's like not a very appealing person in those two scenes but you know okay (laughs) (laughs) uh because she's like in the opening being like nanako you bought an apple i didn't tell you to do that (laughs) (laughs) 
And then the other one is just like, I don't know, her discovering that she likes Ren and is like, let me see a picture of this hot boy you like or whatever. But yeah, so I feel like Ren just needed more family reasons maybe to, I don't know. Ren needed something. <laughs> That's... He need, yes, he definitely did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, the only thing that he has going for him actually is Ando and his friendship with Ando. In those instances, he has a personality that like they have yes. a jokey, <laughs> weird personality with each other where they're because they're like rivals, but they're friends. It's great. I love it. So let's talk about Ando. <laughs> yeah, Ando. It's funny because at first I really did not like his character. I considered him to be kind of like the playboy, you know, like where he's just kind of I mean, that's what people think of him in the beginning. Yeah, Yeah, where he just has a bunch of numbers from all these cute girls and and then Ren kind of gets angry about that. He's like, why don't you take any of these things seriously? Uh, But yeah, so I didn't really like Ando at first, but over time, I think I... I grew to like his character. You fell in love with him like Mal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It worked. <laughs> it worked. That's right. Ando, the the winning, he'll win you over. Yeah. That's that's Ando for you. Yes. Yeah, I guess Ando has many things going on for him, I guess. Like he, he kind of is always living in the shadow of Ren. Everybody thinks Ren is hotter. The two uh-huh. girls that, uh, you know, because Ando went out with this girl named Mal. And she ended up just kind of using him to get closer to Ren, but then really fell in love with him because, of course, she did. <laughs> um, uh, of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> duh. Um, but then, you know, then he loves Nanako, but Nanako doesn't love him. She loves Ren. At least she doesn't pretend. That's another thing, actually. When I <laughs> was rereading this, I was like, oh, yeah, there is a point where Nanako just, like, decides to go out with Ando for a hot second. No, that does not happen. What's wrong with no. you, memory? <laughs> I think I just was like, shoujo manga tropes, I'm going to throw all of them on top of this. And then those things don't happen. They don't. Like, really bad things don't happen in this manga. <laughs> so I was just like, I don't know, my brain, I guess, like, they do kiss that one time, but it's totally yeah. Ando, like, forcing himself on her, so I don't know. My brain's just wrong. Um, but yeah, so Ando's story is very sad, but he's also, like, he's definitely the brashest character in this Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by far. Yeah, and like, you know, I guess that brash attitude could come off as abrasive, but it it, it feels right in relation to Ren's very bland character. I agree. Uh-huh. I just feel kind of bad also for Ando because he's like, you could use me. Like, I know you like this guy, but use me. Go out with me. Just go out with me. I don't care if you don't like me. <laughs> you know, it's like... I know. It's kind of like... A little desperate, but it's kind of sad at the same time because he just really likes Ninako and he just wants her to notice that he doesn't care that she doesn't have the same feelings. He's just like, spend time with me, be with me. <laughs> and um, I, I I felt bad for him, I have to admit. I know, but I find that character actually so interesting because what he's so hurt about is that that's exactly what Mao did to him is like, didn't uh-huh. love him at yeah. first, but then he was like, well, I'll win you over. And then from his perspective, he doesn't know that he's actually won her over. He thinks that she's still in love with Ren. And then I'm like, so why why do you think that you can do this with Nanako? Like, why is it like my pride was hurt? I must do the thing that I wasn't able to do before, but now I'm going into it being like, I know how to do this better now <laughs> or like whatever. Right. Uh, it was just, it was a little bit of curious motivations, but you know, 
Ando. <laughs> I don't know. I guess he was like, well, I've tried this like sleeping around thing, this being with multiple girls thing, and yeah. like that was fun. But you know, this let me try this being in love with the person who loves Ren and that Ren loves back again. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> right? It's true. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh, Ando. He really doesn't give up, though. He he confesses to her, like, three times. I'm like, oh. He does. He's persistent. He's very <laughs> persistent, which is both good and bad, you know, in the way that strengths <laughs> are always really weaknesses and vice right? versa. <laughs> so. Exactly. <laughs> um but yeah i think those are those are the the real main characters but then we know you know we've got some nice side characters to uh spice it up and keep it keep it different <laughs> oh yeah um <laughs> uh, the first one being daiki i'm very curious about your general feelings about daiki i love daiki really <laughs> okay I please do. tell me why <laughs> okay well because you know as soon as we saw him in the beginning, it's it's funny because his love for Dinako is very one-sided, but it never falters. It never does. And even though he ends up getting a girlfriend, he ends up and everything, it's just like he still ha- has those feelings. He still holds on to those feelings. And he seems like such a nice guy. And he seems like he will just do everything to make the person that he loves happy so i'm like you know what i really like his character like he just seems like an overall good guy and that's why i like him from that aspect i can see it like in in relation to ren's seemingly like overly good guy attitude i'm like daiki seems like a more realistic depiction of like actual good guys in real life to me like he's a good person yeah (laughs) yeah like a good person but a little bit oblivious in a kind of annoying way (laughs) oh oh, yeah yeah that too (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like still really sweet still like tries really hard you know gets into a misunderstanding and doesn't really see it himself because again he's a little bit oblivious but then is like oh i'm sorry i really didn't mean it that way and i'm like all right daiki (laughs) But I, I think what annoyed me initially, like, the one thing that kind of annoys me about him is that I definitely feel like his feelings just kind of did a 180 in regards to, like, you know, he was like, I really love you, Nanako, like, you should date me, don't don't go out with Ren. This is one of the love squares, uh-huh. I guess, that's initially set out. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. But then, you know, Sayuri comes and is like, well, you should go out with me instead, pulling the, like, Ando, like, I'll make you fall in love with me as we date, uh-huh. and that that's great. Like, let's just try it, at least. Um, but then as soon as she, you know, proposes that, Daiki kind of becomes, like, it's very obvious that he likes Sayuri then, even though they don't, they, they don't agree to go out right then. Uh-huh. And just yep. kind of like, but what about, I thought you liked Ninako as the main, main girl, I, Daiki. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that was just, you know, after being rejected and everything, he's just like, he's trying to move on. So it's like, even though he has those feelings for Ninako still, it's, he just wants to try something new and see if he could find happiness somewhere else. So I thought it was great for him. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. That's a <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess Taiki's main other conflict is, you know, he's Mayuka's brother, so he's also with a divorced parent, you know, they split up, he lives with their dad, 
Mayuka lives with her mom. But then his dad is going to move and get remarried. And he's like, oh, no, but I have a girlfriend that I just bought a $400 necklace for. And I'm like, yikes. I can't believe it. I know. I can't believe he did that. <laughs> I mean, nice, but also yikes. <laughs> yeah. You're 16. He was kind of like, he was like peer pressured into it. He's like, the, because her friends are like, oh, you're going to get this for her, right? You're going to make her happy, right? <laughs> I know. It's so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so Daiki then, you know, has to choose between Sayuri and his dad. And I guess in the end, he kind of chooses Sayuri, but I like to think that it's, you know, other things. He wants to stay near Mayuka, doesn't want to have to make yeah. new friends in the middle of high school, like, un understandable uh -huh. things. Yeah, and then I guess the, the misunderstanding happens because he's in a different class from everybody, and they, on the school trip, see him, like, maybe kissing another girl, but of course he's not, because... He's a good guy. <laughs> yep, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, was I cutting you off about anything you wanted to say about Daiki there? Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered everything. He's a, he's just a really likable character, and I, I liked seeing how, uh, especially his interactions with his father. I really loved seeing how, you know, he's like, hey, I'm going to have a talk with my dad, even though his dad just told him, you know, that they're going to be moving to Fukuoka, and he's like, well... I'm going to have a talk with my dad because now I'm in a relationship and I'm, I'm going to take matters into my own hands, you know, like, so yeah. I, I really, I like that, you know, because he had the courage to say that to his father. And not only that, but his father kind of was like, okay, I understand what you're saying. I was like, this is a good, you know, a good scene where you just see the father and son interacting so well. So I, I actually really enjoyed seeing him and his father because I thought those scenes were just so strong. That's true. I really respected the that interaction also because, you know, his father didn't immediately dismiss his feelings. Like, I don't know. Exactly. I mm -hmm. have kind of abrasive parents who would be like, you're not staying here. Like, it's you're true. coming with it's me. True. You're just in high yeah. school. Your feelings don't matter. And I like that he at least <laughs> respected that Daiki had feelings and feelings matter. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> exactly. That's what I liked. He didn't get angry. He was just like, I understand you. So that was pretty cool. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I guess him and Sayuri also have a cute moment where they, like, contemplate running away. And then Daiki's like, crap, yeah. I spent all my money on the $400 necklace and I can only buy one drink. Maybe I shouldn't run away. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, Daiki, maybe you shouldn't. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> maybe, and then I'm glad that it didn't do the whole, like, because, you know, normally miscommunication is a big part of weird, angry love stuff. But no, him realizing yes. that is what leads him to talk to his dad and then they have a nice and pleasant talk and i'm like thank you manga thank you for this good representation of things exactly uh-huh um yeah but i guess now we can talk about sayuri daiki's girlfriend <laughs> sayuri she she does seem like yano from kimi ni todoke and uh, i liked her personality overall and she's very beautiful and he really ends up liking her but there wasn't really too much about her that i really I, I didn't really care too much about her character she wasn't really a favorite of mine but i did find their relationship cute i did find it cute and i you know i just i liked their relationship but i didn't see her as a character that i was like oh like i want to know more about her i just found her to be his girlfriend and that's kind of it yeah i'm trying to think i'm like is she supposed to be a foil to because, you know, she's kind of, she's trying to prove the thing that, like, 
Ando can't successfully do, right? Which is that like you can go out with somebody and then fall in love with that person because it does help you get over right. somebody when, when once you have to like care about somebody else, like you hang out with them and that's just kind of a natural thing unless you really hate them, which is you then you should uh -huh. just break up. That's a different thing, but like in general, but it's kind of hard to say that Sayuri is a, a foil. I think it, it's hard to say that of any character in this because they're all just so nice, uh -huh. right? <laughs> like, right. It's true. It's not like good, bad personality traits. It's just kind of like different personality traits works out for yeah. Sayuri like eh. <laughs> yeah like I didn't see her as like a bad character I didn't see her as someone bad you know it's just I did I like her a lot no it's just she was she was just there for me <laughs> yeah and I mean but some part of me is like she's kind of like the bad side of things just because she does she does swipe in on Daiki, like, while he's really, really down, like, immediately after getting rejected by Nanako. And yeah. she is the one who is, like, mm. she, I mean, she does question that action. She is also, like, the one who suggests that Nanako could steal Ren away from Mayuka. She's like, it's just, it's a possibility. Right. And I guess that's because that's what happened to her with you, who you is definitely the weakest character in this manga. Uh -huh, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess Sayuri could go just above him, but like you, I was like, hi, you. Like, you've been in the background for like seven volumes. Now you're important. Okay, sure. Like, I <laughs> where'd you we'll come just from? that you're important now. Yeah. I know. I was like, Manabu is more important than you, and that's sad. Let's just like be clear here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, no, it's true. Uh huh. You, you messed up you thought you liked another girl turned out you didn't you regret not going out with Sayuri anymore I guess I'm really glad that like you know in the end Sayuri didn't break up with Daiki because of that and I'm like all right that's that's nice she's not like I yeah uh -huh. oh no you know you just gets to be a sad boy in the background it's funny I still think I, I still think Daiki is is too good for Sayuri but yeah oh. <laughs> We have a shipping corner. <laughs> Save your feelings. <laughs> Controversial opinions were there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, the equivalent of you is Mao, but I feel like Mao has a much more a stronger personality by way of, you know, having yes, yes. Uh -huh. having quips with Ando about uh yeah. you know, she he's like, I don't trust anything you say, and she's like, Whatever, like <laughs> you're wrong, but yeah. fine. <laughs> Um, so she's kind of fun. I, I appreciate the, uh, her and Ando's quippiness and their love struggles because she then in the end is like, I'm going to come after you, Ando. I know that you don't like me because I did this bad thing to you, but I'm not going to give up on you. And I'm like, your strong personalities deserve each other. Like, go for it. It's true. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't she like, doesn't she try to like separate everyone kind of like <laughs> i mean she tries to keep ninako and ren from dating each other but for the sake of ando because she knows that ando's in love with ninako right uh -huh. um but he's like why should i trust you like i don't understand your motives at all like you you hate me that, yeah that was the thing with me i was like do i do i trust this girl do it like what do i do <laughs> i know it's definitely 
but you know then it becomes clear that she's truthful so i'm like all right it's cool now yeah um i i think it will never not be funny to me though because the last character i have listed is Monabu, who is definitely just uh-huh. a like side friend of ando and ren and you but i i think it's immensely funny that you know i read volume 10 and i was like okay cool like all of volume 10 is gonna be wrapping up you know ren and nako finally getting together having cute some cute scenes and then whatever it'll yeah. end <laughs> but then half of it it's only two chapters and then like it's and true. now Monobu gets a bonus chapter. I'm like, really? We're going to end with like a mono? I mean, that's <laughs> not the final thing in the volume. The final thing in the volume is a cute bonus chapter of Ren and Nako. But I was just like, why is this Monobu chapter here? <laughs> like, what is happening? Why is it now? Why oh, now? No. <laughs> this really epic moment. And you're like, Monobu, let me throw him yeah. in here. I was just like, I can't deal with this. But I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he kind of is like he was kind of like the matcher did get them jobs at the cafe and stuff like that. So you know that's that true. Did Ren and uh, Ninako kind of closer together. So he's kind of the matchmaker of he's it all. Definitely kind the of. matchmaker of it all. He's he's very blunt about things. He's definitely he like is. I support you, Ando. Even though he doesn't know who Ando likes, so that becomes a point of contention. And then, yeah, he's yeah. definitely just, like, blatantly trying to hook up <laughs> Ninako and <laughs> Ren. So I'm like, yep. I appreciate you, Monobu, but also, like, you didn't deserve to get, like, final chapters. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, like, a volume 5 bonus or something, but not, like, volume 10 yeah. bonus chapter. <laughs> I mean, I remember one of the side things in volume 9 is that I think... Takisaka did want it to be in volume nine so that it wasn't in the final chapter, but she's like, uh-huh. due to like time constraints and whatever, I guess page numbers too, she was like, uh, it has to go in volume ten. So I was like, I, I'm glad that you have some sense of seemingly some sense of regret about that, Sakisaka. Yeah. It's true. Uh that brings me great joy. But yeah, I guess I wanted to I have two points of discussion that are not just character based and one of them was just talking about the merits and perhaps bad things about having so many love triangles or squares because there really are (laughs) so so many in this manga and I will list them out quickly so that listeners can you know see how many (laughs) there are and make the squares in their head so I listed out Nanako Ren Mayuka uh, then Nanako Ren Ando See, I think of those as different because the object of desire is really... Like, Ren is the thing that Ninako and Mayuka go after, but then Ren and Ando go after Ninako, so, like, different things. Um, Then there's Ando and Mao and Ninako. Daiki, Ninako, and Sayuri, which, you know, gets knocked out in volume one, basically, but it it was there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then Sayuri, Daiki, and Yu... And so I was just like, wow, there are so many. I think maybe there's ones that I even forgot because my brain can't keep track of. (laughs) Math is hard. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, I appreciate. I am team love triangles. I'm not saying that love triangles are perfect. (laughs) Right. I think love triangles have, they could evolve. um, Not to just squares, but like to like polyamory to like 
you know, the way that love triangles are used is kind of to pit two different people against each other. So where you have very quiet, no personality Ren, you have very brash, very persistent, (laughs) very imposing Uh Ando. And I think that there could be space in love triangles to not just have boys, like, metaphorically represent you know, different aspects of what you want in a person. Like, I think there's a way to uh-huh. have them be similar, probably. And yeah, I, th- I think that would be a natural evolution. I don't know how you feel about love triangles in general, if you're Team Edward, oh, yeah. Team whoever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I like love triangles, especially when they're done well. I don't mind love triangles at all. And I think out of the group of love triangles you listed, I really, my favorite one would have to be the Ninako, Ren, and Ando, Especially mm. just when uh, when we Sando at times like I'm starting to hate you, Ren. Like it's just like oh, Ren. to see that kind of yeah. It's like he's having like there's this rivalry, and I don't know. I I kind of like that. <laughs> I, I kind of like that whole thing with the love triangle. So those that was my favorite of the love triangles that you listed. But yeah, I don't I don't see how the story you know, could not have had any love triangles. It's it's going to happen. <laughs> like, and... that's kind of its shtick. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it definitely happened, and um, there are many, and I didn't mind it. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I guess this is the point, like, if people are still listening but havenven't read this and they because they don't care about spoilers, like, I guess don't read this <laughs> if you really don't like love triangles because then you'll probably just get mad, but... I think overall, it's like a really good use of love triangles because again, like nobody gets overly mad at each other either. Like they're also they're also oh. respectful to each other. <laughs> and I, and I think it. the thing is, is that they're in high school. They're sixteen years old, so it's like naturally you're gonna have triangles because you're still so young and you're still trying new things and you're still you know you're interested in this, you're interested in that. So I think that the love triangle is, is they're just very appropriate in this manga because they're young. It's going to happen. So it's definitely a key part of this manga. Yeah, and I mean, having now been an adult for like a hot second, I guess, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> prime, like it's so much easier to meet people in school settings. Like you're forced to be with oh, yeah. 30 plus yeah. different people on any given day, in any given class rotates around at least in america and i'm just like it's so much harder to meet people as an adult yeah go have your love squares my children (laughs) go figure out your life (laughs) it's true Uh (laughs) uh-huh um but yeah the the one other large part of discussion that i wanted to have was about the art just generally and i guess you know first obvious question is did you like the art and if so or not, why? <laughs> oh, it, absolutely. I really like uh, Saki Sakaiyo's artwork. It's definitely very well done. And what I really love about her artwork is probably the expressions, especially the eyes. So mm. I love the way she illustrates eyes. And it's just definitely an iconic look, especially when I see those kind of eyes, I think Saki Sakaiyo. So I, I yeah. really appreciated the artwork and it was really done really well done in my opinion Uh yeah I mean I I feel like I've read a decent amount of shoujo manga I'm not gonna say I've like read more than anybody else or read a ton but like definitely one of the prettier 
shoujo mangas that I've read, like, it's all so of these pretty, boys yeah. are so pretty. <laughs> Just like how. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. But yeah, like pretty, but like distinctive. But what I also loved about it was there were like, I mean, it's, you know, the backgrounds aren't the most inspired things. That's but... the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The backgrounds are kind of where it's lacking, but also it's like, eh, whatever. It's a... It's a slice of life thing. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't care that much. Right. Like, yeah, because, you know, all the great illustrations are put into the characters and how they look and how their facial expressions are and things like that. So I didn't really mind that the backgrounds were kind of plain. (laughs) Yeah. But it's definitely the strong point are within the characters and their designs and how when the characters are crying, it's just, it's, it looks so pretty, even though they're sad and crying. It's just like, wow, this is really well illustrated. Like, the artwork for the characters, it's just great. But yeah, the I, I would have to agree. The backgrounds and scenery are kind of... It, it's just okay. I'm like, yeah, that's tree. That's fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's a cat. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like, you know, the few instances where I notice, like, very distinct style were in the way that Saki Saka uses going back to triangles she definitely Uh-oh. uses like <laughs> a three-paneled storytelling in very specific instances to tell a very short story um which I really love so I mean the instances that I flagged were they're they're later ones because I didn't really pick up on the pattern until kind of later I guess and uh-huh. that's what I read most recently but after Ando's being really sad and, like, given up on Nanako after getting beat up. I know. And that humiliating incident. Poor Ando. I know. He sacrificed so much and got so little. But uh, there's there's a scene where Ren comes to his apartment after a girl is leaving. And the panels are just, like, you know, girl comes out of door. Girl, like, turns around. Or, like, closes door. Girl walks away. So it's just the front door. And I was like, okay, uh-huh. that's a great way to be like, there was a girl in Nando's apartment. You can imply so many things about what happened in there in that wow. amount of time. I'm trying to read my notes about what other ones. Oh, yeah. The one that I guess the, the first one that actually stood out to me was way back. It is actually towards the beginning when, you know, Mayuka finds out that their parents, I guess, are splitting up for good because she had still been harboring hopes that they would get back together. Uh-huh. So then, you know, Ren is trying. Ren has started having feelings for Nanako, but he's trying to steal himself up to be like, no, Mayuka needs me right now, so I'm going to try to give up my feelings for Nanako. And oh. there's just there's just offset three panels, I'm pretty sure, of like his eyes slowly closing and Nanako slowly fading as he closes his eyes. Like, she's really detailed at the start, and then by the end, she's like really blurred out. And I was like, that's a great storytelling moment. Yes. I also think that that speaks to a larger trend that's specific to Ren. Like when she goes into Ren's perspective sometimes, he sees things in like a very, I don't know how to describe it. It's not like bland, but it's just like not the correct consistency. Like there's a flattening of people that happens, which I thought was fitting given Ren's personality, like (laughs) being kind of bland. Yeah, exactly. It matches. Yeah, Yeah, it matches. I'm like, I'm glad that, the way Ren sees the world matches how Ren, like, interacts with the world, apparently. Yeah. But just, like, yeah, like, when he sees his younger self, 
after he's like reminiscing about Mayuka and whatever, there's definitely a, a flattening there. Or I think the scene where towards the end where him and Ando are in the park and Ren's like, I liked admiring you from from back and like I can't admire <laughs> you right now because like you're just pathetic and like sad and like yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, there's definitely like a different aesthetic for how Ren sees that and I'm just like, I appreciate this. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like Saki Saka, you know, really knows how to add dramatic effect. So she knows how to really put emphasis on certain scenes. Yeah. And just like how you mentioned about the three panels and everything, she really knows how to, you know, even if it's a simple scene, even if it's just Ren closing his eyes and Miyako fading, it's like you actually feel the impact of these scenes because of how she's arranging the panels, how she's putting you know, like more emphasis in the art. And it, it's just so nice to see the drama <laughs> at times because a, a lot of times in the manga, it is, you know, there's a lot of friendship. There's a lot of, you know, happy and, you know, yes. little feelings and stuff going on. But there are those moments of drama and there are those moments of like, hey, this is, how I'm feeling right now. Like, try to understand it. Try to feel the impact. And she, I think she pretty much nails it in a lot of the scenes because she, just the way that she arranges the panels, the way that she illustrates them, she really knows how to really pinpoint, like, this is a key moment. Look at this, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's really, like, looking at this story on the surface, it's, like, a pretty simple story. Oh, it is, yeah. The art, like, really reflects that. But, yeah, the way... I like its honesty in that it's, like, a good story. Like, I think of the three panels as, like, it's, like, a good story has a beginning, a middle, an end. And, like, she's, like, the beginning is this girl is really innocent, has has never been in love before. The middle is she's going through murky, like, oh, I don't know what to do with my feelings. He already has a girlfriend. Oh, how do we get together? And they got together. (laughs) Like, great. And I feel like she's just so good at arranging the panels to, like, consistently tell mini stories like that that use very simple imagery and everything. But you're just like, I feel an entire story. Like, picture worth a thousand words? Great. Saki Saka's made it worth, like, a hundred thousand words in, like, a second. So I'm like, great. I love this art. Art A+. (laughs) (laughs) That's my uh, very sophisticated conclusion of that thing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you have anything else to say about art or if you want to move Uh, on. (laughs) I think we covered it, yep. (laughs) Okay, great. Hi, everybody. This is the Ashley editor of the future jumping in to say that before we get into the next segment, I would like to emphasize once again that this episode was recorded before Viz announced that they had licensed Blue Spring Ride, aka Al Haru Ride, so in the next section, we reference that Blue Spring Ride has not been licensed yet, but that is no longer true. Viz announced a license pretty recently. Nothing has come out yet, but just know that Blue Spring Ride slash Al Ride, they are going to call it Al Ride, has been licensed, and you can get that in the future from Viz, so that's great. Uh, there still is the newer Iosaki Saka work that, as far as I know, has not been picked up, but, you know, we'll... One step at a time. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to answer the mysterious next question that is about our horror ride. One of the questions that we got 
on Twitter was from Laura at Heart of Manga, uh-huh. um, which Sally T ninety three also wanted us to answer, which was just I want to know if either of you want to read other series by this mangaka after finishing this. After looking into her other works and how popular they are, I was kind of like, why are they not? Because they're not licensed. So like, why? (laughs) Uh, Right. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of like, what in Strobedge? Like, I have two running theories about it, which is that, you know, Strobedge didn't sell well enough. So Viz and other publishers in America are like kind of wary about publishing other things. That's possible. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Or that, like, I forget what my other theory was. But, yeah, like, I just have to assume that it didn't sell well. Because, again, her other works are Blue Swing Ride, which we have mentioned, which has an yes, anime. Uh-huh. I know that it is one of Lara's, like, top wishes for being licensed. And it seems like a really popular thing. Like, it has an anime. It is. Many yeah, shoujo manga popular. don't get anime adaptations. So, like, that in itself is a massive indicator. Yes. Uh-huh. And, you know, it just, just seems like so many people love this series. And then she has a one that's currently running, which has a, a little bit of a funny name, but it's Omoi Omoware Furi Furare. I'm sure that is like very much punnier in, if you understand Japanese, which I don't. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry, but like looking at the at the rankings for that, it's like that is a very popular series. Whenever a volume comes out, it's like near the top of the charts in Japan. In terms oh, of no volume sit, yeah. Wow. So the latest volume that I saw was volume six, and it came in fifth place overall in the ranking when it was released, which was just like, it was behind Attack on Titan, some Attack on Titan Whoa. volume that had been on the list for like three weeks or something. So yeah, so I'm like, okay, Saki Saka is clearly a big deal Oh yeah. Uh-huh. in Japan, but has somehow not spoken to American audiences for some reason. Was it just really unfortunate timing? I don't know. But <laughs> maybe it might have sad. been the unfortunate timing, I think. At the time the manga was released here in the United States, I think the anime hadn't aired in Japan yet. So maybe oh. after the anime had aired in Japan, after we got the Blu-rays, DVDs here in the United States to watch them, I think after people were, you know, got familiar with Blue Spring Ride, maybe that would have been a better time to release this because they would have already been exposed to Blue Spring Ride. They'll say, oh, I watched the anime. Let me check out another work by this, uh, you know, the mangaka. So mm-hmm. I think maybe it has to do with unfortunate timing. Yeah, I'm looking up to see when it was published here in America. Apparently it came out 2012 to 2014, uh-huh. which is like a little later than I thought, actually. But yeah, I just it's so weird like knowing how popular her works are in Japan and knowing how popular Blue Spring Ride is that like that is not licensed yet. So I I definitely would to answer the question, I definitely would read other things, <laughs> but they are not licensed. So I don't really read like unlicensed things because there are so many things that are licensed. Me too. I don't know, it's just so weird, but yeah, so we have to we have to get Viz to release the manga digitally. <laughs> This is our uh, plug to Viz right now. Viz, <laughs> please go pick up the other two big <laughs> Saki Saka things. Pick up yeah. Blue Spring Ride and whatever the new one is, you probably have to rename it. That's okay. <laughs> we'll live. Maybe, maybe you don't rename it and you just have to explain the pun to me because I'm not smart, but that's yeah. fine too. 
Um, okay, so love quiz time. So do you want to take it as Nanako? Should we do that first? See how long this takes? Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah. Okay, so we're going to pretend to be Nanako. And we are taking the very silly BuzzFeed quiz. Which TV love triangle fits your personality? Should you be choosing between two vampires or two high school sweethearts? Or maybe both? See, the answer in all love triangles, as I say many times, is always, why not both? Like, why not? Yeah, same. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> why not all of them? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the first question is, what's your ideal date? Answers. Dinner. Drinks. A nice walk. Boat ride. I would assume that Nanako would pick a nice walk. Kind of. She, yeah. Because I, I think agree. that's kind of what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yep, she would definitely pick a nice walk. <laughs> okay, glad we agree. So then, yeah. question two. Where do you want to meet your soulmate? A local bar, school, the park, wherever fate decides. See, again, I'm just, like, school is the obvious answer. I don't know if you want to disagree, but because they actually do meet at school, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they meet at a train, but, you know, technicalities. Okay. <laughs> Well, well, then that's wherever fate that's decides. That's true. That is wherever fate decides. Okay, we'll go with wherever fate decides. decides. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced now. <laughs> Question three. What is most important to you? Looks, brains, sexual chemistry, a sense of humor. Ooh. Ooh, that one's hard because out of all of those, I would lean towards looks. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Okay. Because like... I mean, there is stuff with Ren being good at math and, you know, Naoko's not good at math, whatever. But, like, that's not important. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she sees that. Yeah, she doesn't see that initially, right? Initially, she sees, hey, that guy's hot. Like, yeah, let's exactly. be real. <laughs> um, question four. Would you prefer your mate to be excessively nice, a little dangerous, protective? I can't decide. Excessively nice? Immediate yeah, yeah. go-to. <laughs> yeah. There is no better answer. Okay, this one's probably going to be hard. It is just simply choose a movie. The movies are Magic Mike, Twilight, Pretty in Pink, When Harry Met Sally, Castaway, Bridget Jones' Diary, The Spectacular Now, and Sweet Home Alabama. And I'm going to outright admit to you that I probably have not seen, let's see, like a <laughs> solid most of these films. Oh, really? <laughs> I think I've only seen... Twilight, regrettably, perhaps. I don't know. The first one's kind of fun. I really had fun watching it at like 2 a.m. It made me laugh a lot anyway. <laughs> um, and like Bridget Jones's Diary. Like I'm not a big movie person, <laughs> I guess. I have seen five out of these. So <laughs> Okay, so you have a more informed opinion. What do you think Nanaka would pick? Oh, no. Um... See, like, mm. I'm just going to say, like, definitely not Magic Mike, right? Like, definitely no. not, no. <laughs> like, okay, see? Definitely not Castaway. Definitely not. <laughs> Beyond that, I don't really, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen When Harry Met, Sa Met Sally, so I have no idea what that's about. <laughs> um, I've seen Pretty in Pink, but I don't feel like... Dinako would exactly pick that. Um, Spectacular Now is a great film, but the main character isn't like Ren, so I'm not <laughs> going to pick that one. <laughs> I haven't seen Sweet Home, uh, Sweet Home Alabama. I, honestly, I think I think it's going to have to be Twilight. I mean, at least there's oh, a love no. triangle, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, no. All right. You, <laughs> you can click Twilight. I'm going to, like, click a random... I'm going to click, like... I'm going to click click Sweet Home Alabama just because, like, Derek from Grey's Anatomy is in no, there. And I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of looks like Ren. I don't know. In that picture, <laughs> like... Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's see if we got different answers. I got... Bill Sookie Eric from True Blood. I didn't even click oh. Twilight. <laughs> Some love triangles are between the nice guy and the bad boy. You're not about that game. You'd rather just choose between the bad boy and the slightly badder boy. That's not true. No, <laughs> this is all wrong. Both of whom still have a sweet side. Nope, I disagree with this answer. Did you get a different answer? I did. I got damon elena stefan or whatever from the vampire diaries <laughs> why are there so many like vampire ones up in here what is this this is your love life has been a winding road in which you've dated very different types of people some have been for their tenderness while others have been out of pure chemistry either will do fine for now but you know there's a right choice in the long run no i disagree with both of these answers i know I this, this quiz disappoints me fail quiz <laughs> <laughs> all right but anyway this is like the almost final segment which is shipping corner where we finally oh. tell the world <laughs> how we really feel about all these people who are hooked up <laughs> yep. um, but the first one is daiki and ninako so no i don't think they go well together i think that as friends they clearly they oh, were yes. just friends yes uh-huh clearly Ninako, like, was not into him at all. and <laughs> So, no, just stay friends. Love Confession was not super cute. I don't know. Do you... How do you feel? <laughs> no, the Love Confession wasn't cute, and he was very quickly friend-zoned by Ninako, so... <laughs> yeah, like, he was never not in the friend-zone. Like, yeah, was... exactly. From the, the first chapter, even though he doesn't realize it, even though he doesn't want that, he's stuck in the friend-zone. <laughs> Yes, and then you have strong feelings, apparently, about Sayuri and Daiki. You know, Daiki is too good. He is too good for her. <laughs> too, too good for her, like, personality-wise. Like, Yeah, like, he, he just seems like he's so, like, dedicated and so passionate. And he's, he's ready to do anything for the girl that he loves and you know for the longest time he still has feelings for Ninako and I, I don't feel like it's like that with Sayuri like he yes he th thinks that she's pretty and everything and but to me she kind of still feels like a rebound kind of person like you know yes I couldn't have Ninako so okay there's another pretty girl Maybe I can be happy with her. And that's what it's like to me. So I do not ship them at all. I think he, he deserves much better than that. I think a girl should be like, oh, I want to go out with Daiki. You know, I'm going to try to win him over. And I don't think that she really, she doesn't really do that. And I don't know, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their their love scene is definitely not cute. It's even, it's not even like on not screen but you know it's not like shown to the audience it's just right. kind of like she appears after the whole thing and she's like well i like you and then he's like eh, like okay i get <laughs> like i'll think about that and then like because he knows that she likes him he starts to get jealous when she shows affection to other guys which is really strange in that regard i'm like okay i guess that fits in line with you know she's not good enough for him because she's clearly like not as into it as him <laughs> Right, uh-huh. But I feel like the manga is, you know, that's one of its big 
things that it's concerned with is not just perhaps one-sided feelings, but, you know, is it okay to be in relationships where, you know, maybe one person's feelings are stronger than the other? Exactly. Uh-huh. And, like, does that imbalance lead to bad things? And I guess that is tr particularly true of Sayuri because, you know, that's kind of the conflict she has with you is that you gets made fun of for not taking the lead or whatever with Sayuri uh -huh. on their dates and Sayuri, like, does everything. Um, so seemingly is, like, more into it. Um, but in the end, that's kind of proven that that's, like, okay. And I'm not sure how I feel about that conclusion, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's natural that at different points, you know, one of you is feeling the relationship more than the other, so yeah, that doesn't true. make it bad, but yeah, whatever. I don't know. So do you, you know, segueing there, do you prefer Sayuri with you, but like you is just a schmucky character? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I prefer her with you, I think, yeah. I, I don't know, because it's just a thing, I don't feel like it's like... With Daiki and Sayuri, I feel like she wouldn't do as much, you know, for him as he would do for her. But mm -hmm. I don't feel that kind of way when Sayuri and you. I don't. I don't feel like that with them. So mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's different though. Like it, it's a different feeling. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I don't think I don't remember that we get to see how Sayuri and you like start going out. So I don't think do we. Yeah. I don't. Hmm. I don't remember. I just kind of remember that it's like you comes and finally like admits that he's like, I'm the one who goes out with Sayuri, who went out with Sayuri and she's like angry at her ex or whatever. And then there is a flashback scene between them, but I don't really remember the details of there. So it must suck. That's if, pretty, if yeah, it is there. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then the next not super large romance <laughs> that I have listed is... Manabu and Ritsuko, which is only in that side chapter that Manabu gets at the end because Manabu. <laughs> it's cute. They're it's cute. cute. I actually really thought that, because this, this isn't what's laid out in the side chapter, right? But I really thought that they like decided to do a long distance thing. And I thought that that was an implication of some of something at some other point in the manga. But I was like, am I just confused? I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Because I really thought the conclusion of that, that was, yeah, that he had, but I, I, I mean, it was like one scene in the manga that I think I thought that and it wouldn't make sense otherwise how he's spending his time. So I guess I just made that up in my mind as I did many other things <laughs> apparently in, in rereading this manga and being like, that's not how I thought it went. <laughs> Great. Uh -huh. That's not how I remember it going. Um, but yeah, Manabu and Ritsuko are like kind of cute, I guess. It's that he... Uh, you know, pursues her really hard, even though everybody's like, she's yes. way out of your league, bro. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, like, he's way too short and, like, not handsome enough, I guess, for her, is how everybody feels. But she does come to reciprocate his feelings in the end, but it's kind of like, I'm leaving, so I don't want to, I don't want to give you a false sense of hope because she's, like, going right. to study abroad or something. Yeah, but I just love, love his enthusiasm. Like, he's like, yeah, I like you. <laughs> you know, like It's true. He's very enthusiastic. Very, yeah. very persistent in a different way than Ando. <laughs> yeah. Ando like, and oh. Inako. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, do we think that that relationship could have worked? Would it have you been You know, I, I, I think that it could have worked if 
Ninako actually just would have given it a try. Yeah? You think if she had been like, I will use you to get over Ren, it would have worked? Well, well, maybe not like using him, but <laughs> maybe if she was like, okay, like this guy obviously isn't into me or whatever. Let's try it out with this guy. Maybe it could have worked, but I don't think that she should have taken advantage of him and been like, oh, uh, you know, I I'm going to use you to get closer to Ren or I'm going to use you because, you know, whatever. Like, I, I don't think it would have worked in that circumstance under that circumstance mm -hmm. but i think that if she would have actually given it a try forgot about ren whatever i think that they could have actually had a really nice relationship yeah i'm really torn because again it's like this is definitely like nanako's so nice that i can't see it going badly and she clearly does like ando particularly as a a friend she like really right. respects that he like you know put himself in bodily harm to protect her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that becomes like a, she's like, I feel so guilty that I don't reciprocate this guy's feelings when he was willing to get beat up by thugs for me, you know? like Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I could imagine that if Ren wasn't in the picture at all, they could be okay. They could be a little bit of opposites attract cuteness, like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once a playboy, but now he dates the really pure-hearted girl, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I I can be sold on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I don't even know where to begin talking about love confessions, because Ando does it like four times, and they're all very earnest, so I guess they're good. I don't... <laughs> yes. and, but it's like every time, like after that, he's like, oh, you know, oh, you could take your time, you know, you don't have to answer me yeah, right now. <laughs> okay, know? wait. I'm so confused about that tactic because it's clearly so, it's so obvious because like Daiki does it too. Yeah. And Sayuri, they're all like, you know what? I know you're going to say no right now, but just like, just think about it for just a second. Think about it. And yeah. then it's like, okay, but you're, what you're really saying is that you're just never going to like really accept the answer is no. And you're just going right. to keep like kicking that down the road until you think the answer could be yes. <laughs> but like, okay. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> yep, that's how it is. Uh huh. I guess. But then. <laughs> so, I actually can't even remember. At the end, do Ando and Mao end up getting together again? No. She just uh, declares uh, that, like, she's going to keep chasing him because she still likes him. Uh huh. I think. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I don't think they get back together, though. Uh -huh. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's really hard to say based purely on their, like, quippy sort of meanness with each other <laughs> i think that they could do well together but like i don't know if you could ever get over that past of like hey you kind of tried to make a pass at my friend uh -huh. that's kind of like cheating on me i mean i guess couples do get over bigger things than that so like sure why not yeah <laughs> i believe in you ando and mal <laughs> uh-huh i don't know if you believe in them well didn't Mao, like, cheat on him or something? or something? I mean, I think the only thing that happened was that she tried to kiss Ren. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that's what happened. Uh -huh. But it wasn't, it's not like, and then Ren, you know, deflected it. Which is, you know, definitely some form of cheating, but. I think because since that happened to him, like, wasn't, 
was she using him or something? It was something like that. Because I, I remember, because that's why he's like, oh, you could do the same to me, Ninako. You could use me and just date me. And just yeah, yeah, use yeah. me. Even though you don't have feelings for me, you could still go out with me anyway. And, you know, it'll be okay as long as you're with me. Even though I know that you have feelings for another guy. So wasn't it the same with him and Mao? Or, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was that Mao, um, you know, I think it was made clear that she preferred Ren, but then Ando is like, well, but we could go out, and uh, she, like, knows that, you know, he's friends with Ren, uh, so yeah. they, they go out, but then it's kind of like, she was like, I did fall in love with you as we were going out, but then I just had, I had this opportunity to kiss Ren, so, like, I took it, and it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, she's like alone in a classroom with him one time or something. <laughs> that's like that's the opportunity to kiss Ren. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, it would really depend on whether Ando can get over that, and I feel like Ando can get over that. He probably that could. I mean, I mean, he has like a whole phone full of girls' phone numbers. I mean, he could probably get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the one who keeps advocating that you can fall in love with people even if you don't love them currently. So like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, 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 I think, you know, he should uh, put his, you know, try, believe in his own philosophy. Um, and then the last two couples are the girls with Ren. So Ren and Mayuka. Uh-oh. Yeah. Ren and Mayuka. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you like them? That sounds like no. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> It's kind of like a yes and a no. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it's like, in a way, I wanted them to break up. I was expecting them to break up. I was like, okay, this girl's a model. I know something is going to happen. This is how shoujo manga works. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> this is the one thing happen. where it feel, fulfills the stereotypes of shoujo manga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I know something is going to happen. So I didn't want to get too attached to this couple because I knew something was up. I, you know, th There has to be something, especially with this love triangle going on. So I was like, I'm not going to get too attached to this little couple. But, you know... Micah isn't a bad character at all. And we see that in that bonus chapter. And you see how their relationship forms. And that's where you begin to like her. Because you're like, oh, okay. This isn't just some kind of girl who is very pretty and a model and does this and that and works a lot. And, you know, we see Ren uh, often during, you know, during social gatherings where they're like going places and everything. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, I have to go because I have to, you know, go see my girlfriend. And you're kind of like, Really? Like, you have to go see your girlfriend now. But the thing is that she was, you know, his first love. And obviously that's an important person in his life. And while um, it doesn't exactly work out, you see that he wants to be the good guy. And he doesn't accept his feelings for Ninako. And he knows he does have feelings, but he doesn't want to accept them because he's just too good. He's too nice. And he's like, I can't do this because, you know, I have Maika. And she's my first love. What am I going to do? I have her, you know? And um, so I knew that they were doomed. But, <laughs> but they were <laughs> cute funny. while they lasted, right? Yeah, yeah, they were cute. They were cute. But I knew something was up. I was like, I know something's going to happen. So I'm not going to get too attached to them. Because I know somewhere along the line, something's going to happen to these people. Yeah, I'm glad it ended like 
it ended amicably between them, right? I Absolutely, yes. Because uh-huh. again, you know, as you were saying, Mayuka is a model and the stereotype is that models are kind of, you know, not the greatest people, kind of <laughs> kind of catty. And, you know, we, yeah. we as readers carry those stereotypes. The, the people who Ren's admirer club, they clearly carry <laughs> those stereotypes. So they are reinforced to us as readers. And so, like, there is this lingering feeling that I'm like, I don't know, I, I, you know, like, misremembered stuff about Mayuka because I, like, imprinted stereotypes on top of her. Right. And, uh, again, because, like, I'm not really into such girly things. I mean, I'm into shoujo manga, oh, yeah. but, like, I'm not yeah. really, like, into Same. makeup and stuff like uh, Mayuka. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of, like, it was a little hard to negotiate with her. But, like, yeah, reading their backstory, getting their backstory, then seeing how she changed and how she accepted that change i was like you know yeah like i i can appreciate you mayuka like you definitely shouldn't be with ren anymore and ren's just too nice to like break up with you (laughs) i think you know it was such a beautiful like that page where she gets her wigs yeah oh i loved that page because i was like good for you mayuka you're really maturing even like when she realizes like hey, this isn't going to work out. Let me break it up with this guy because, you know, now with the things with her parents and she has trouble accepting what's going on with her parents as well. And um, just seeing that scene where she gets her wings and matures and just goes on her own to basically keep developing as a character. It's it was just I, I love it. I loved it. I found it to be like so liberating. I was like, good for you, Mayuka. Like, go, go spread your, your wings and go you know, go experience different things because her journey has just begun. Because I feel like she was a very insecure character at first, where she's like, Hey, you know, I'm doing this modeling thing, but do you like it? Do, yeah. Are, am I getting your approval? And she's not really, it, it felt like she wasn't doing it for herself, but she was doing it to get the approval of Ren and um, yeah. maybe even her parents. So just seeing how she changed as a character and everything, it, it was just amazing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I knew they, they weren't going to last, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I think what I, I actually really liked Ren's reaction after they break up because. Yeah. You know, he I, I appreciated his acknowledgement that he's like, I know I'm not in love with Mayuka anymore. Like, he knows he has uh-huh. feelings for somebody else and that his feelings have weakened for Mayuka and that he's been trying to, like, bring them back in his earnest Ren white lie way. But then in the end, he realizes that even though he knows those things, he still is really sad that they've, like, broken up. He's like, I really you know, in yeah. my heart of hearts, wanted this to work, and I did love her at the time. She was my first love, and yeah, I'm like, oh, that's sad. I know, when he's just on the bench, just sitting down, yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Looking at his younger self or whatever, like, having a little chat with his younger self. See, this is one of the instances where I was like, art, A+. plus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree. <laughs> yeah, so Ren and, Ren and Mayuka maybe are better as a broken, like, they are good as a couple- because of the way that they broke up? Is that, like, the conclusion we just reached? I think so. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Great. Okay. New conclusion to have reached in Shipping Corner. (laughs) That's different, right? That's different than what normally happens here. Yeah, so... Uh Uh, But, you know, uh, the uh, ultimate couple, Ren and Nanako, I I assume that we both support support them. 
I do. And at times it's just like, it's like, just confess already. Yes. Just do it. (laughs) I mean, technically Nanako does it at the end of like volume one and then is like, Oh "Oh, wait, but Ren has a girlfriend and has now rejected me. And I don't want to break up the beautiful friendship between Ren and Ando. (laughs) So uh, we have to wait another eight, nine volumes for that to happen again. Yeah, I know. It's like when she gives him um, the Valentine's chocolate. I mean, she just gives him like a little square, but like. (laughs) Yes, but really only in as thanks for like borrowing his notebook or whatever (laughs) textbook she's like i don't like you but i'll give you chocolate anyways yeah (laughs) she's like thanks (laughs) yeah i mean i i i support ren and nako even though i'm kind of like y'all don't really have strong personalities but you're cute you're cute together i I yeah i like them (laughs) yeah and i i liked their confession scene (laughs) Yeah, you like confession scenes on a train. I like the train yeah. motif overall. Well, the train is vi- yeah, it's very important. I mean, they kind of meet on the train, so it's like to see that train again and everything and just reoccur throughout the manga. I think it's very important. Yeah, I was trying to form like quote unquote deep thoughts about the train, but like yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like I don't know, like. It's so nice. I guess it's nice to see them grow and like sort of change through all their train rides together because they do ride the train a lot. <laughs> like, that's, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But like Ren's getting off at the same station. Like it's kind of, you know, it both shows how they've changed, how they've found each other in this sort of sea of people. Because, you know, in the love confession scene, it's kind of, you know, right before that, Nako, like all a bunch of people get off the train and she's like, oh, I can't make it to the train because it's so crowded. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out that like Ren has gotten off anyway or whatever. So I, I've kind of appreciated the both like routineness of the train because you do need to stay in love. You have to like appreciate a routine. You have to appreciate, like, kind of do going through the same motions every day, but appreciating the little differences. And I like the train as a way of being, like, in this sea of madness, of crushing people. They still found each other. And I'm like, all right, trains are cool. That's... (laughs) Yeah, it's a cute little thing, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then my my final question of, you know, well, I guess second final question... (laughs) In uh, shipping corner is always. Is there anybody you wish had actually been shipped together that was not in the manga? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Mine is obvious, but I wrote down Ren and Ando just because, Ren like, and Ando. <laughs> because the way that they fight is so like lovers spatty, and like the way that Ren phrased that whole like. I liked sitting behind you and admiring you from here. I was like, I bet you did. <laughs> like, <laughs> there are no sexual innuendos happening right here. None. <laughs> like, right. Um, but I don't know if you felt the same same way or you just want them to stay friends. Staying friends is also admirable. <laughs> that's cool too, right? Yeah, that's cool yeah. too. Uh, Not everything yeah, yeah. has to be about romance. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, like, I like the best you know, it's like it's like a bromance. Is that what they call it? Yeah, bromance. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely have a bromance. I don't. Yeah, like you can't tell I, me otherwise. 
I, yeah, I, I like the whole bromance thing, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I assume that our one true pairing is indeed Ren and Nanako. I, I would have to say, yeah, I would have to say that, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna throw like some weird thing to Daiki since you love him so much or something. Daiki and myself, no. Yeah, Daiki <laughs> and yourself. Hey, I'll accept it. <laughs> so I don't know if we have any final thoughts. It was a it was a quick quick read. Surprisingly, well, you know, it's only ten volumes, so it was a very quick read. It was very enjoyable. I would say I recommend it. Um, definitely a lot of. Uh, love triangles and all of that stuff a lot of emotions a lot of crying a lot of pain but (laughs) (laughs) it it was still pretty enjoyable and this manga has me interested in blue spring ride while i have seen the anime for that i would love to uh, check out more of sakisaka io's works even though they aren't quite uh, licensed here yet but i hope that they are in the future i know plus Blue Spring Ride anime can't possibly have gone... I think there are like 13 volumes of the manga, and when I looked on Crunchyroll, I'm pretty sure I saw it was only a 12-episode anime, so there's no yeah, way it, that it's all like in there, right? Yeah, no, it, it's it's short, and I'm pretty sure there's more to the manga, but I haven't read it yet, so I would love to. Yeah, and I agree that this is a pretty, you know, strobe edge. If you're at all remotely curious about reading it after having listened to this or, you know, whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it reads quickly because it's, like, pretty simple, you know. Right. Yeah, it's a fast read. It's uh-huh. just, it's a fast read, yeah. I was like, oh, I can bust out a volume in, like, 45 minutes. That's cool. Maybe I'm yeah. a slow reader. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some of you are like, that's so slow. That's fast for me. Let's just <laughs> That is fast. Keep it that, yeah, that is fast. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Shoujo and Tell. Comments, questions, constructive criticism, concerns, Need to gush about your OTP? Email shoujointel at gmail.com or leave a comment on shoujointel.com slash strobedge. We're at shoujointel on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and probably some other things that I don't even remember, but (laughs) anyway. uh, Alyssa, where can people find your work on the internet? I am found on YouTube at Anime Intensity. That's my channel where I do a lot of anime-related content, also manga content as well. <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter at the same Twitter handle at Anime Intensity and other social media platforms. Once again, Anime Intensity. So just search for me. I'm there and I'm always excited to talk about anime and manga. So yeah. Yeah. You know, you gotta get anime intensity everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it's intense. <laughs> break everything yeah yeah (laughs) all right so are you excited every time you see a new episode from shoujo and tell if so please consider leaving a rating in itunes or stitcher this will help the podcast reach more hearts or at least ears thanks again for listening we'll be back next time for the first half of fushiki yugi by yu watase i'm very bad at pronouncing fushiki yugi When I do that episode, I hope that I just say FY over and over because I don't want to embarrass myself. (laughs) Anyway, I know all of you are excited for all the Miyaka and Tamahomeing that's going to (laughs) happen. And that we're finally covering something by Yuatase. (laughs) So until then, bye. Bye.